Hi, I'm psychic witch and best-selling author Angela Lovell, and today we're going to talk about Christian stealing, all the good stuff from pagans, the sexy origins of mistletoe, werewolves, and the super gay origins of Christmas. Welcome to Dear Witchy Poo. Dear Witchy Poo, I always hear witches say Christians stole holidays from pagans, but how is that even possible? Trying to argue better with my Jesus-freaky family, Jen. This is a vast topic. I think I say that a lot. So I'm going to focus on Yule and maybe bust one of these episodes out for every major holiday because, yes, Christians absolutely did steal all of their holidays from pagans for a variety of reasons, mostly because they had no traditions of their own aside from public stoning crusades and nailing people to crosses. I'm kind of kidding, but not really. When I was young and broke, I lived in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. It was absolutely amazing, diverse, full of warehouse parties, small businesses, and struggling weirdo artists. There were so many different ethnicities mingling, so many hole-in-the-wall restaurants and bars run by immigrants or the children of immigrants, so much character. The whole place was a super exciting launch pad where everyone spoke different languages. But then the boring-ass trust funders caught wind of how glorious the rest of us made Williamsburg, and now it's one of the most polished and expensive neighborhoods in the five boroughs of New York City. And this is very much what Christians have done with paganism. They whitewashed it in capitalist bullshit and pretended it was theirs all along. Instead of shutting down pagan holidays, as was often their style, Christians rebranded them in effort to lure pagans into their dull ass and rather new religion. As Westerners, we are mostly descended from Celtic, Druid, and Anglo-Saxon ancestors. But as I said in my cultural appropriation episode, most white people just don't give a fuck about holding on to their heritage— Maybe because they haven't been all that oppressed or had to fight to keep their cultures alive. A lot of people would prefer to assimilate and fit in, and we're losing really interesting traditions because of it. So let's focus on Yule. The Bible doesn't even tell us when Jesus was born, but December 25th was chosen to distract people from Saturnalia, a week-long festival celebrating the Romans' favorite god of harvest and fertility, Saturn. From December 17th to December 23rd, pagans feasted, got drunk, gambled, masters waited on their servants, and everyone ran around mostly naked, basically fucking in the streets. In classic Roman fashion, these pagans also cross-dressed for dinner. Tops took turns as bottoms. Look it up. It's in the history books. And it was wild. I also just want to say Chelsea and Hell's Kitchen, both super posh neighborhoods in Manhattan, were beautified by the LGBTQ plus community. And then the wealthy moved in long before Williamsburg was gentrified. Outcasts have been paving the way for fun since the beginning of time. All of this is making me want to rewatch Pose. It's so good. Talk about culture. If you guys haven't watched it, please watch it. Oh, my God. It's so good. I'm totally going to fucking watch that again. Okay. So before the Romans had Saturnalia, the Egyptians celebrated the winter solstice as the birthday of the sun god Horus, son of Isis, and set the length of their festival at 12 days to reflect the 12 divisions of the Egyptian calendar of the sun. 
They decorated all their buildings with greenery using palm fronds that each had 12 shoots as a symbol of the completed year. The Mesopotamians also celebrated the winter solstice during a 12-day festival dedicated to the god Marduk, the patron deity of Babylon. 12, 12, 12, 12. So Pope Julius I of Rome finally claimed Jesus' birthday in 350 AD as December 25th. 200 years later, the Christians adopted the 12 days of Christmas. As you've heard me say many times, we are powerful beings. Organized religion likes to rob us of that power by telling us our bodies and desires are evil. They basically invented evil, you guys. They basically invented evil. They turn us against ourselves and against our individuality, insisting that instead of trusting your own hearts and intuition, you listen to a person, usually a man, who claims to have a direct line to God. Organized religion cuts us off from our own line to source and insists theirs is the only path to, quote, redemption and glory. They shame us invent sin, and lie about things like hell and eternal damnation while offering material rewards in an afterlife, bullshit rewards that do not serve our spiritual growth. Working on our souls is what this whole live-and-die cycle is about. Heaven and hell serve zero purpose in the great spiritual work we keep returning to these bodies to accomplish. So, pagans, witches, whatever whatever you identify as, um, truth seekers, maintain our own personal and direct line to source, not necessarily God. Uh, via nature, deities, our sexuality, and unique spiritual paths. We all have a very different spiritual path. All the, all the weirdos I hang out with who, uh, are into their own earth spirits and magic. Very, very different paths we each walk. We are independent thinkers, and that's just one of the reasons the Christian church will never stop trying to shut us down. They will continue to turn people against their own bodies, preaching that an omniscient pervert in the sky watches you masturbate, then sends you to a fiery pit for eternity unless you ask for forgiveness. It is all so preposterous and fucked up. And yet, pagans, we're the weirdos for growing herb gardens and, yeah, sure, occasionally peeing or bleeding on stuff we want. We deserve just as much respect as Christians, especially those of us who have seen deities materialize. And I'm not comfortable saying this, but I'm going to. I've never met a Christian who's seen Jesus. But I've met plenty of psychics and witches who have, myself included. And I see Jesus sometimes with people I give readings to. Virgin Mary, too. He's come to—I'm not comfortable saying this out loud because I know how fucking crazy it is. But you know what? That's, that's, that's the joy in being a fucking psychic witch is it is weird and crazy. So, um, yeah, Jesus, he's always popping in. I don't really— feel him or see him a lot of the time like around what is considered Christian stuff. Um, and yeah, he has fuckboy energy, but of course he does. He's an Aries. So pagans know they're powerful. I believe this is how deities like Jesus are created. People give an idea power by worshiping or praying to it. Look up thought forms sometime. 
They're often created when two people masturbate to each other long enough. No shit. I mean, this is like the most common way that they're created. And sometimes thought forms can get a little dangerous. We are powerful, energetic, tiny gods of our own little worlds. We have power. We are creators. We tend to get in our own way, and that's why magic works best on a subconscious level. But you have the power to create or obtain anything you want in this life. And by magic, I mean manifestation. I mean alchemy. I mean all of it. Whatever you're comfortable, whatever words you're comfortable with. It's mostly a matter of unlearning your oppression and getting out of your own way so that you can access your power. And the Christian church, especially those motherfucking Catholics, knew this. And they have been very successful in robbing millions of people of their power and their lives. I mean, look at the fucking crusades and all the other. So let's talk about clinging to the twisted tale of a virgin giving natural childbirth in a barn. What a nightmare. Natural childbirth in a fucking barn. Christians like this story so much that they put up nativity sets in front of their houses that light up. A virgin squeezing a baby out of her never-before-used vagina. What a bloody, horrific scene that would be. They have children perform in adorable reenactments. Mary, an alleged virgin, giving birth. Children in front of audiences recreate this. Okay? Like, just, I know that we're all used to it, but try to get unused to it to see it. It sounds like a Chuck Palahniuk novel. Kind of like the crucifixion they love to remind everyone of. A cross, a crucifix, is their favorite symbol. A cross that their deity's hands and feet were nailed to. That's the symbol they put on their cars and wear around their necks. Jesus's torture device, the absolute worst thing that ever happened to him. Meanwhile, the pentacle, a symbol of protection, has five points that represent the four elements of fire, earth, wind, and water. The fifth point represents spirit. The pentacle is about combining your own energy with those of the elements while honoring Mama Earth. But thanks to Hollywood and countless dumbasses, the pentacle remains a symbol of the devil. Lucifer, Eve, and my favorite Lilith are the real heroes of the Bible, but Christians paint them otherwise. Okay, and not to harp on it, but can you imagine <laughs> giving natural childbirth in a barn? Imagine it. I'm having Handmaid's Tale flashbacks and how you'd probably never want to revisit that trauma again. I know women are designed, um, we forget the pain of childbirth. Do you guys know about this? It's, it's the only way that Women will have more than one child as if your brain fucking scrambles itself so you do not remember the excruciating pain of childbirth. Um, okay, so imagine you're Mary, but like present day, visiting Amish country to buy some jam, and suddenly it's just all these barns. You'd be triggered as fuck. Any of us would. It, childbirth isn't over in 15 minutes. And, and these alleged houses of God, I mean churches, you know, claim to call in the spirits of Mary and Jesus. But why would those spirits want to relive their most traumatic and loneliest moments? Why would they want to see a cross or a, a manger? 
Jesus Christ. I, I'm, I'm just trying. I'm making a point here. Meanwhile, <laughs> pagans are lovely little earth altars, uh, offerings to wilderness creatures and dark chocolate to deities. We rarely worship anyone. Then that's a common misconception about pagans these days. Um, and despite working with a variety of deities, most of us are atheist or agnostic, which is kind of crazy. But I mean, yeah, I include myself in that statement. The belief of one God to rule them all just doesn't vibe with us. And the Christians were privy to all of this way back when they started appropriating our shit. So let's start with mistletoe, one of my favorites and one of the most potent and dangerous herbs you can work with. It is extremely toxic. So be careful using around pets and kiddos. I don't want to ruin the surprise. I'm going to, okay. Kissing under the mistletoe originated with Saturnalia. It grows on the branches of host trees, usually oak, stealing water and nutrients from them while growing larger and larger in the sunlight. It is a parasite. Known as the semen of the gods, the golden bough, and the tears of the goddess Freya, mistletoe was considered an aphrodisiac to the Celtic druids revered throughout Norse, Druid, and pagan cultures as a highly shamanic and sensual spirit plant. They regarded the act of cutting mistletoe a symbolic castration, and it could only be performed with much ritual and reverence. The Druids were the ones who named it Semen of the Gods. When they discovered that pressing its white berries produced a milky substance, which they associated with the sperm of the sun god Tyrannus. Consuming the mistletoe berries was believed to give the person semen the power of the sun. You definitely don't want to give natural childbirth in a barn to a baby you made with mistletoe sperm. So <laughs> mistletoe. Okay, this is my favorite part. Did I just order mistletoe online? Uh, okay, maybe. I'm trying not to I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. Mistletoe contains a I'm very excited about this episode. Contains a compound very similar to progesterone. The Druids mixed these berries with hot mead, which is a very British form of alcohol made from fermented honey. Everyone would drink this concoction to decrease inhibition and increase libidos. Can you increase the libido? You can boost it. To boost the libidos. Um, now, okay, back to the progesterone mimicking component in mistletoe. Progesterone is an ingredient in birth control pills. Even today, people who menstruate, people who menstruate, fuck you, J.K. Rowling, are using mistletoe, known more commonly in supplement form as viscum album, to regulate and even suppress their periods. When dosing correctly, and you guys, I fuck around with a lot of weird shit, and I am, I'm all about it. I'm about to fuck with mistletoe. I am so, after all this research, get me some, I'm actually researching the best option. Um, anyway. Uh, reach out. You know what? Book a reading with me and then we'll talk about it. Let's not like email a bunch because I have no time. I'm very sorry. Um, okay. So Viscom album, it can regulate and even suppress your period. When dosing correctly, you can put your period on hold for about two weeks, which is how I used to use birth control pills. I used to use synthetic progesterone. Well, and this is not progesterone. It mimics. It has, I mean, you got to go down the rabbit hole. This is not, I'm not doing a science episode, just a little bit of science. Um, okay. So, <laughs> so these horny pagans suppress their periods, raise their libidos, 
boosted their libidos, and had a five-day sex party. And just like birth control, the progesterone-like qualities kept everyone from getting pregnant during this winter solstice fuckathon. On the flip side, mistletoe can also help a woman get pregnant. It actually boosts fertility. Um, you can Google this and read rave reviews from many women who had problems conceiving. And yes, this is medicine, but this is also my favorite form of witchcraft. I don't even, I think I've talked about all the supplements I take. And I am telling you guys that shit, that I get all kinds of good stuff out of that. So I have a really fun episode coming up soon. Something I'm going to come out of the closet about. That is so fun. Okay. Unlike Christians fantasizing a creepy virginal birth in unsanitary conditions, ancient people understood that creation is a sexual act. This is my favorite part, I think, of the whole podcast. They knew the changing seasons reflected different cycles of our lives. They were not afraid to passionately express themselves with these traditions of linking archetypes with and representations uh, in the forms of nature, deities, and plants to celebrate this beautiful, crazy-ass world and its many deaths and rebirths that we all get to participate in on our own unique path. Goddesses were praised for their sexual energy, for their fertility, and their nature as temptresses. Feminine sexuality was revered and a holy aspect of creation among pagans. Meanwhile, the Christians made their two most prominent female players. God damn it. I mean, a virgin and a whore. And by the way, you guys, they discovered documents in, I believe it was 2012, in which Jesus refers to Mary Magdalene as, quote, my wife, Mary. They were married. Who knows? She could have been a sex worker, too. But you will never see the Christians change their story. She's got to be a whore. And Jesus, they make him all virginal, too. Why can't people be fucking? God, it makes me so mad. Speaking of dumbass stories. Okay. Pagans and Christians are pretty well matched. The goddess... Frigg loved Baldur so much, her son she conceived with the god Odin, that she went around asking everything in the world to promise never to harm him. Uh, side note, the god Odin is one of the inspirations for Santa. So, all the elements and illnesses promised the goddess that her son was safe. But Loki, god of fire, discovered she had forgotten to ask mistletoe. I mean, this is so fucking stupid. And just for kicks, because gods are sickos. Loki killed Baldur with a dart coated in the poisonous plant. Frigg vowed that the plant should never again be used as a weapon and that she would kiss anyone who passed under it. See, we have fun, dumb stories too, but ours predate Christianity and are pretty much never considered by any of us to be facts. Like, I don't think that really happened. If you ask any fucking pagan witch, they're going to be like, no, I don't think that happened. I shouldn't say any. I don't want to speak for everyone. Most of the ones I talk to don't think that really happened. Anyway, it's not a competition with Christians. I'm making these points so you can make them when Christians try to say you're the dumbass weirdo. A virgin in a barn, usually played by a child. That is super weird. We don't reenact our weird shit. Also, Survivor by Chuck Palahniuk is one of the funnest books about cults you'll ever read, and it keeps coming to my mind while I do this. Um, my God, it's so good. Might be the first Chuck Palahniuk I've ever read. Do not read. What is it? Haunting? Haunted? I threw it out my window into a dumpster in Brooklyn. 
I would. That book fucking sucked. Anyway, um, <laughs> the Christian church banned mistletoe throughout the Middle Ages due to its association with fertility and all the fun debauchery. They started substituting it with holly, but mistletoe retained its super fun, slutty reputation. During the Victorian era, public displays of affection were pretty much forbidden unless you were standing under the mistletoe. Each time a couple kissed under a mistletoe, which is the only time you're really allowed to, the male was to remove a berry from the mistletoe, and once the berries were gone, the kissing had to stop, too. The mistletoe was burned on the 12th day of Christmas to ensure the kissing couples would wed in the new year. This is a far cry from all that pagan butt-fucking of Saturnalia, but I'm sure it was very steamy for those Jane Austen types. So, Jane Austen is a Sagittarius, by the way, you guys. So is Emily Dickinson. So is Sarah Silverman. There's so many great sages. Go look at my post on Instagram. I list them all in the comments. Um, okay. Anyway, Christians, if it, now we're in Capricorn. But uh, we were in Sag. It's just eclipse season was so hard. It's way better in Capricorn. I'm really, oh, God damn, I needed that full moon to break. Okay. So Christians eventually hijacked hanging mistletoe and doorways, claiming its presence protected a home from witches, demons, and the devil. You know, grouping us with demons and the devil, as always. Yeah, good luck with that, Christians. Fucking hang our our fuck herb in your doorway to keep us out. Mm-mm. Okay, here are some witchy tips. Here are some witchy tips on how to use mistletoe. Voodoo practitioners believe mistletoe has two major uses. And hot. Damn, voodoo is potent. Don't fuck with it if you can't handle it. And I don't, I don't know if you should fuck with it at all, honestly. You got to be, you got to come correct at voodoo um, and Santa Maria. That's not fucking Wicca, you guys. I almost called you babies, but that's how I feel right now. Like, babies don't. But there is some really powerful shit in voodoo. And this is something I really liked. Okay, so voodoo, protection from evil and love drawing. Voodoo practitioners combine it with jinx-breaking herbs such as rue and oakwood, then burn it in keep-away keep evil spells. Or they grind it up with verbena and um, elecompane for true love powder that you can burn or add to mojo bags. Now, this is like light shit voodoo stuff. You really got to learn about the voodoo um, uh, deities. Like, the there's stuff, man, you don't fuck with that, you know? Like, you... I'm serious. <laughs> you, um, I just want to point out, also Santa Maria, you just come correct to that shit. Um, it is potent. It is so potent. And I'll tell you what, you guys, and I, I, the oppressed cultures, that's where, th that is why these, these forms of magic have so much more power. Um, I got like Appalachian powwow where nobody has, oh God, I better not talk shit on my ancestry. Um, I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but like, my people were not oppressed. My people were healers in the mountains and and named after the Native Americans for the natural healing abilities, even though we were not Native Americans. Um, so, all right, voodoo, I'm not going to ramble about voodoo anymore. All right, just be, be with all this stuff, you know, re-listen to my cultural appropriation episode if you need to. Um, okay, but this is important. I want to point out something that will serve you in all practice anytime you're doing any of this so <laughs> any of this any of this witchcraft shit whenever you're trying to utilize earth magic pay attention to the medicinal properties that herbs offer okay so voodoo practitioners 
have found strength in these herbs for love, okay? That's your heart chakra. And medical research suggests that it, these herbs offer strength and healing to that region of the body around your heart chakra. So pay attention to what medicinal effects these things have and pay attention to what part of your body that is and what kind of magic or manifesting or protection or whatever you're trying to use them for um, and where that chakra is. What, I mean, this is like, it's just, you know, it's the same thing with um, crystals. You can't remember what crystals are. Pay attention to their colors because the colors of crystals are in direct correlation with the colors of your chakras. I, I mean, it's like the pink and green are great for love. You know, the blah, blah, blah. It's, I'm still talking about the heart chakra. Anyway, that's some, that's some like quick little bit of, I don't know, witchy cheat sheet. So generally speaking, wearing or carrying a sprig of mistletoe can attract love, protection, forgiveness, and reconciliation. It can increase sexual potency in men and help women conceive. Hang mistletoe with a red ribbon for protection against disease or harm during the winter, and then burn it on in bulk to boost your home's protection at the height of winter. Really great idea to do as um, we go into potential lockdown again. Um, burn it anytime to banish unwanted spirits or pesky ghosts. But never, ever let mistletoe touch the ground. The druids were very serious about that. Um, and, you know, people gave it power. I trust it to still have power. So there are supplements made from mistletoe that promote lung health, something we should all be striving for. Maybe consider researching this even if you don't have periods. Um, become a patron to hear my COVID predictions. Oh, it's a fucked up shit right now, you guys. Okay, so place mistletoe. Oh, my God. Also, I got to talk to you about your Uranus. And I'm doing that on Patreon. I'm not doing that here. Anyway, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> place mistletoe across the threshold of your bedroom to ward off nightmares. But um, be careful if you have, you know, again, pets or little people because um, you don't want them chomping on it hang it over your hearth or doorway to drive away negative influences not witches good luck with that uh lightning the dangers of fairies switching your babies with their own if you are into believing in that whatever i mean i'm open to it my fucking fae Ugh. okay and this is my absolute favorite this is i came across this so much in my research about mistletoe Hang it across your doorway to keep werewolves out. And now I get to tell you one of my most favorite stories of all time. I don't know, I don't know about the fairy switching babies, but I do know about motherfucking werewolves. My grandfather, Jack Lovell, was awarded the Bronze Star and a Purple Heart during World War II. He's even featured in a book about the war. I really have to get and read this book. Um, he was a captain, and he was called in when a tank. Uh, a fellow U.S. tank had stalled and and was surrounded by Nazis. So um, granddad tied a very heavy chain around his waist, jumped out of his own tank with guns blazing in both hands, connected the chain between the tanks, and pulled his guys to safety. He was the only one shooting at the fucking Nazis. Can you imagine? I mean, like, oh, it's so badass. Um, he also cut off his best friend's legs to save his life when he got pinned by a tank oh my fucking god he named my dad after that person and my dad had to go to like veterans 
uh, gatherings and cookouts and talk to this super sad legless man who would tell him the story all the time they and my grandfather i mean he named his my dad after his friend whose legs he cut off my god oh my god it's so fucked up um yeah we should really do better at not going to war i'm just i mean <laughs> so my grandfather was humble he'd never tell us these stories even though he was a total badass um and he was an aries just like jesus <laughs> but it was his trauma and I don't bust out swastikas for my ancestral altar when I call him in. Okay, I'm making another barn cross reference, obviously. I'm just really trying to hit it. You guys know what I'm talking about. Okay, spoke the one story, the one story he would tell us. And oh my God, both of my grandfathers had the best stories. It was about the time in Germany he encountered a bunch of Romani people. They had a naked man in a cage. My granddad, who never lied and probably had the most integrity of anyone in our fucked up family, swore he and several of his soldier buddies watched that man transform into a motherfucking werewolf. I'm swearing so much now the sun is in Capricorn. My Mercury in Capricorn is activated. Okay, so no word on whether mistletoe is used to control the werewolf. But I personally, I personally want to live in a world where shit like that is real. And I believe it is real because I believe my grandfather. Okay, so now the Romani are part of my ancestry, as are the Jews. And I need to touch on the fact that Christians also borrowed from Hanukkah. Pagans aren't big on capitalism or gift giving, but in 19th century Germany and Austria, Jewish people started the gifting aspect of Christmas. What's even more surprising is that many families uh, from the assimilated German-Jewish bourgeoisie celebrated Christmas directly as a secular winter festival. The Feast of Dedication, more commonly known now as Hanukkah, or Festival of Lights, is even mentioned in the Bible when Jesus Christ himself celebrated it because Jesus was a Jew. He did not invent Christianity. A long line of perverted, insane people invented that, which is why it is not at all on brand with the teachings of Christ himself. To be completely honest about paganism, Druids <laughs> were offering human sacrifices at Yule. Okay, yes. Usually in the form of a Jew. They would sacrifice a Jew. It sucks. It's truly fucked up, and I don't want to pretend pagans were just fun, drunk, and horny. They sacrificed plenty of people and animals. It is a huge bummer, but the Christian Crusades killed about 100 times more people than the Vietnam War. So I'm just giving you talking points. You know, you're, you're doing... Christmas with family, maybe. I don't know. You need to you need to be armed. Come armed with knowledge. People come for you. Tear their throat out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm very I love the oh God, I'm so grateful that the sun went into Capricorn. So, and as much shit as I'm talking about Christianity, I feel it is only fair to tell you that pagans are guilty of fruitcake. Egyptians started it by including these mostly inedible biscuits, rocks in the tombs with their dead as a sort of power bar for the afterlife. Honestly, I feel like the only time anyone should eat fruitcake is if they're trapped in a tomb. Okay, so yes, pagans carried fruitcake into Christianity. I don't know why Christians kept it. I don't know why it's around at all. It's disgusting. Um, and Christmas trees were Yule trees until Queen Victoria saw them in Germany and put one up in the palace. My Pennsylvania Deutsche Appalachian powwow ancestry actually used to hang Yule trees from the ceiling 
and claims to be responsible for bringing them from Germany to America. Paganism and even astrology are thousands of years older than Christ. And we live in a world that is extremely tolerant to Christians. This is what pisses me off most when people try to make fun of astrology. Astrology originated with the Babylonians, the first civilization. It's basically older than all this shit. Plato and Aristotle were huge in developing astrology. Those guys are definitely smarter than your asshole family member who's going to challenge you when they overhear you talking zodiac signs at the dinner table. And feel free to say that to him. I have said this to so many motherfuckers. You think you're smarter than Plato and Aristotle? And this is sad. Most people don't know what Plato and Aristotle accomplished, so they they usually just shut the fuck up. Um, A gentle reminder about Jesus. Everything he said in the Bible, aces. A work of fiction was constructed around a bunch of really great socialist quotes and is still misused by many Christians today. But I do want to say, this is not an episode meant to shit all over Christianity. There are really good Christians out there who show not just tolerance, but compassion and love towards everyone, even the people they don't understand. JC was all about love and charity, and I think it's a beautiful and worthy aspiration to be Christ-like, witches and pagans included. I seriously apply this. I have, well, I have probably more what would Hakate do moments than what would Jesus do, but I like I like feeling Christ-like. I think it's a great way to be. The real Christ. Uh, you got to go back to the basics. You can Google his quotes. You don't need to read that Bible. So my favorite though, you guys, let's just drop a favorite JC lyric in here. I wish he had lyrics. Um, got two coats, give one away. Oh, the fuck, man? That's so basic. So my birthday is this week, and it would thrill me if you'd support the podcast by becoming a patron. (laughs) I did not mean to drop my favorite Jesus quote, but hey, um, this is really hard work. This is really hard work making this. And I research. You're not getting bullshit. I'm fucking crazy-ass Sagittarius brain. You get good stuff in this podcast. Okay, so for $13, you get over four hours of bonus content a month, psychic predictions, live guided meditations. You'll get to join me via Zoom for live rituals. Um, And we're about to start a book club. I'm doing um, Yule, if you are listening to this and it's not Yule Eve yet. Hurry up and become a patron. Send me your Yule uh, intentions. I'm putting them in my Yule log. I'm going to try to live stream it to my patrons, actually. Well, ah, technology. I, you know, I got Mars and Gemini. I should be better at technology. Maybe I should just decide to do that. Get I'm putting that in the Yule log. Better at technology in 2022. Um, I am desperately trying to claw my way out of Florida uh, and back to Los Angeles. So please book readings or even just donate a dollar a month, a dollar a month to my Patreon. Right now, I have a special on my website where you can buy two readings and get a third one for free. Any two readings, even the short ones, uh, even past life regression with psychic coaching and a different reading. I mean, all that shit, all that good shit. Become a patron. Please, please. Um, And please remember, um, uh, please book readings. Please become a patron. This is my fucking livelihood, you guys. I do love it. I'm not. Yeah. But I do need, I need this. You don't got to listen to any ads. I don't know how to get those. Somebody emailed me. I should figure that out. So <laughs> um, ads in 2022 into the ULUG. Please, please 
remember that most of us are barely hanging on right now. I'm actually in a much better place. But most of us are better. And this is, you guys, this is some shit coming in 2022. I'm doing Karen Rontowski's predictions episode, uh, which I love. It'll be great. Um, I already started getting downloads. Oh, God. The flood. Ugh. So, okay, everyone's just doing their best. You know, we're all just doing our best. And even your shithead friend who, um, I'm just going to pull this out of nowhere, the person I had to block a week ago, fucking Aries. I, I unblocked her because my grandfather came through last night and told me to. So I guess I'm going to hear from her. I don't She's doing her best. She was cruel and shitty, but she's doing her best. And we'll make up and we'll be closer for it. Please, the people in traffic, like the people in the store, their anger, that's, we're all so scared right now. Again, everybody's scared. The anger comes from a place. Just honor it. Don't make it about you. It's not about you, you know? Be kind and patient. And I hope you have some very happy holidays. I really, really do. I think you will. I really think we're about to have a, a, a little tiny timeout of fun here before shit hits the fan again. Um, just be careful, you know. Become a patron. You can find all the secret things I'm doing to never get COVID. Uh, <laughs> totally serious. Um, I put a lot more Patreon episodes out than this guy. Um, it's just I like I really like my patrons. It's so easy. It's so nice. I'm not nearly as friendless because I have patrons. Um, I love you guys. I hope you're all hanging in there. I hope the cat moon and the Venus retrograde. I'm sorry, cat moon, cap sun. But we do get a cat moon moon. It's going to be a good one. Fuck yeah, man. Set that intention. You know, get out there. But don't be careful. We still have COVID. <laughs> it's still your world. It's whatever world you want it to be. Don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. Christian, Jewish, mean witches. There are mean witches. There are mean everybody. Um, I love you. Happy, happy, happy end of fucking shitbag 2021, right? And until next time, keep living a life that's worth burning for. Bye.